Badass Fertility Podcast. I am your host, Katherine Bregman, and I am so excited that you're here today because we have a truly inspiring, authentic, and connected woman, Nancy Weiss, who is going to share her experience, her wisdom, and her beautiful offerings and things that she brings to the world for women who are struggling to conceive, women who are on the path to becoming moms and bringing the baby that is meant for them home into their arms. Nancy Weiss is a Reiki master, a psychic medium, and an intuitive coach. She supports women in reawakening their intuition and spirituality by empowering them with energy, mindset, and manifestation techniques so they can experience profound transformation, trust themselves, and feel confident in making their dreams a reality. She has supported hundreds of women with psychic energy healing and spirit baby readings, which she's going to tell us all about, and she helps them connect with their destined babies. She helps them release blocks, eliminate fear, and bring their babies into the world. So this is a true honor and really exciting episode because we've got Nancy with all of her wisdom and experience coming to us to share a new perspective, one that builds on the perspective that we bring to this show already, which is that we know within ourselves We have the power to manifest whatever it is we desire when we tune into our inner knowing and use that as a compass or a guide on the journey to your baby. So Nancy is here to share with us um, a whole bunch of stuff. But before we even get into um, the main topic for today, Nancy also has a truly inspiring and unique journey to her own babies, which she's going to share with us a little bit about. So welcome, Nancy. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was an amazing intro. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here and I'm really excited to share. Um, Yeah. So my fertility journey started in 2015. I got married in 2015. I think I was 40 at that time. So I got married at 40, Mm -hmm. um, second time around. Um, had no children before that. Um, and of course it was like three days after our wedding and I was like, okay, time to go have a baby. And we started, um, we started with IVF right away. Um, we had tried for the year before, but honestly, from maybe the age of 30, when I realized I wasn't married, I had been telling myself for 10, 11 years, I will probably need IVF. I will probably need IVF. And I wouldn't doubt that that's one of the reasons why maybe I didn't conceive naturally at first, because I just had this track in mind of how it was going to work. You know, that's part of, that's part manifesting too. It's kind of interesting, but yeah, I just, I, so, but we went ahead, we went ahead with it. It felt that that was the right thing for me being 40, even though we know we can get pregnant after 40 naturally, I've seen it happen many times. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, um, 
we tried and we tried. I think I had four egg retrievals. I would do an egg retrieval transfer. I would transfer three, three embryos, four embryos. Um, we had one that stuck for a week and, you know, was gone. And um, one day, a nurse who's a friend of mine told me that she still had embryos frozen. We were just in conversation about it. And she told me that she had frozen embryos and she already had her two huh. boys. Huh. And I said to her, I said, well, oh, I said, well, what, what are you going to do? You know, because you have a few choices. And she's like, well, she's like, I'm not sure. She goes, I really, you know, I, I'm just going to keep them frozen for now. She goes, but some people donate them. And I had never, ever heard of that. I was like, wow. Donate? People donate their surplus embryos after, you know, right. they have they five embryos. They have three children. Right. Now they have two embryos left. You right. either keep them frozen indefinitely, keep paying. You just, you know, you can have them destroyed. Yeah. You could donate them to science. You could donate them, you know, to be studied. Right. Or you can donate them to parents like me and my husband wow. who were having issues with all the stuff and maybe didn't want to use an egg donor specifically, sure. you know, and sure. I was tripped up with that. Okay. Um, it also was like $1,700 compared to like 20,000. So <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a huge difference. Of course, yeah. my clinic didn't tell me about this, but I had to ask them Wow. Uh, the next time I, we had our other failed, you know, another, I think our fifth failed transfer and went to my doctor and I said, Hey, do you do something called embryo adoption, embryo donation? And he said, Oh yes, we do that. And me and my husband just knew that it was the right thing for us to do. My husband is adopted from birth. And there was just something that felt so right about it. And so we wow. went ahead and did it. And I won't get into all the details, but which I've already given so many, but they're so helpful. Thank you. Thank you. So we got to look through a bunch of profiles, basically almost like when you want to do like an egg donor or sperm donor, we looked through these profiles um, and it came from this couple where there was, you know, the wife who got an egg donor. So it's almost like three people involved, the egg donor, the wife and the husband, Okay. I know that's a little confusing, but she, okay. this couple used an egg donor themselves for these eggs. So okay. yeah, I know, I know it's hard to understand. <laughs> so the couple that donated them used an egg donor themselves. Gotcha. You know, it's just like yeah. this branch of amazing people. Wow. And they had um, embryos left and I got, uh, we got one and we got two. And okay. I got the second one when I became pregnant. I was only a week pregnant with my first daughter, Luna. And they called me and said, hey, we have one left. Do you want it? It's her sibling. And I said, yes. Yes. And yes. And here's the here's the cool part of this. Luna was frozen for 13 years. Wow. And Ayla was frozen for 15 years. Wow. That blows my mind all the time. They were created in... February, 2004. So you have to think this couple kept their embryos frozen for 13 years before wow. they decided to say, okay, it's time to make a decision. And we were blessed with our two incredible daughters that I got to be pregnant with and experience pregnancy 
which is what I wanted for myself. I had my first baby at 42 and my second baby at 45. So it can be done, ladies. Ah, That is so powerful. That is a really exciting and powerful story. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, You know, I love when you said we knew it was right. Because I think that's such a critical piece on the fertility journey in general is getting so overwhelmed by options and what you want or what you think you need to have in order to feel complete or right about it. And it becomes really hard to discern when you know something's right. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that we talk about a lot on this show and that I talk about a lot with women in the Badass Fertility Program is how do you know when something's right? You know, and that's, that's a skill, like you were saying, and I want to talk about that more in a moment that we hone. It's -hmm. like a muscle that you build. And it seems to me that that connects, you know, to today's topic. um, And what I really want to dive into now, which is spirit babies. So could you start by just telling us, give us like basic 101 Mm -hmm. for anyone out there. I know some of you, some of um, you listening have, you know, are familiar with spirit babies, have done spirit baby readings in the past. Some of you might be like, what the fuck is a spirit baby? <laughs> like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So, so just take us like to baseline level and then we'll get into the more advanced stuff. Basically a spirit baby is a little, a soul, just like we were choosing to come into our parents, choosing who are our parents going to be? What is my life going to look like? This is basically the souls before we are actually in physical form inside of our mother. Um, And that's it. That's the soul. And these souls choose just like we did on our soul path for our evolution, for our journey of lessons and learnings of what we need what color our skin will be, our financial status, who our parents are, uh, who our siblings will be. What will I look like? What will my health be like? Do I need to come back healthy? Do I need to come back in a wheelchair? Hmm. Need to choose these specific things. Do I need to be, have a lot of money? Do I need to be poor? What is it that I need to learn from previous lives in this next life? And we will have, we don't all just have one baby around us usually. There's usually two, three that are kind of floating around us. Some will be earthside and some will not. Some like to just chill and hang out with us. And some are like, no, I'm going to come through. You know, they like to say, am I going to come through first? Do I want to be the first child? Do I want to be the last child? You know, do I want to have a sister? Do I need to have a brother? Um, And all these things. And that is basically what it is. A spirit baby is just a soul that is ready to come earthside and how they choose us as parents. Wow. So tell me about how you first um, became aware of spirit babies. Go ahead. Let's start. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, I actually am have been connecting, I unknowingly, I guess, connecting with spirit babies and mediumship since a very young child. 
And I knew all that and I've worked on it. I've practiced certain things, but it wasn't until I became a spiritual fertility coach where I wanted to work on mindset and manifestation um, for fertility. Because if you can manifest a cup of coffee, a home, a car, the love of your life, well, then why can't you manifest a baby? There just is, I don't, didn't see any difference. And that's Absolutely. what I wanted. Yeah, that's what I wanted to teach. Um, and I started weaving more of my energy healing into it. And then I actually heard of the actual term spirit baby. Okay. Um, and I said, oh my goodness, we can connect spiritually with our destined babies that want to come in before we even get pregnant. And wow. that's what I decided to start doing. I decided to start connecting with the souls of the babies or baby who wanted to come into my life. Okay. So this is amazing. I love it. I'm like all in and want to hear everything about this. And for the woman who's out there saying, okay, how do I connect with the soul of a baby? Right? Like, how do I do this? What, like, what is that? Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, sure. So if someone has never done this before, it might seem like really daunting or be like, how the heck yeah. I'm not, I'm not a psychic. Like, how am I supposed to do that kind of stuff? <clears throat> and the big thing here is we are all born with intuition. We are all mm. born with psychic abilities where if you take a simple thing, you know, who was calling, you know, who was texting, you know, you just knew yeah. that right? Or you had this idea about something and you were correct. We all have that intuition. We all know when something is right. We know when somebody's a little bit off or we don't trust mm -hmm. somebody. We know, when we, we know energy. We know when we walk into a room and people were talking about us or there was a fight going on, right? <laughs> Even when we're picking fruit at a supermarket, we will look at the lemons and we'll be like, no, I want this lemon. Right. No one just grabs stuff. It's yeah. a little bit deeper. It's a little bit deeper, but we don't realize it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially if you're not practicing, you don't realize it. And right. so intuition, uh, the gut feelings, getting into the body. See, we're always thinking and we forget to get into the body. Mm. But once we start connecting with our body, start honing the skills, start practicing these type of things like meditation, sitting down, putting our hands on our heart, getting into what does it feel like to just be in my body? What is my body feeling right now? Mm -hmm. See, we don't want to be thinking. Right. Feeling. Right. Um, and so that's part of getting into this. So it's practice where, you know, I'll have a woman do, I have a free, I have a free video on YouTube, which will could pop in the, to the links right. of connecting with your spirit baby, where you do a meditation. And meditation or visualization, just kind of sitting there listening to me walk you through meeting your baby, you know, and then it's those natural feelings, those natural gut feelings, the intuition that starts right. to grow as you do that. And then you're able to start connecting yourself. Some so people are going to be quick. Some are going to take a little bit longer. Some people hire me to help them start the process um, and then go from there. So this is really interesting to me because what you're really saying, what I'm hearing you say is that we all have this intuition, right? And that's something that we talk about a lot on the show is we, you have this intuition within you, but we, 
Um, I'm going to go, you didn't say this, but I think that, you know, we can agree, like we're kind of raised and socialized to be in our heads way more than we are socialized to be in our bodies. And especially when you get stressed out or overwhelmed by something, which the fertility journey is one of the most stressful things a woman will go through likely in her entire life, Mm -hmm. we tend to go into our heads to solve the problem, right? So we're constantly trying to fix stuff. We're constantly running scenarios in our heads about anything and everything, right? That could possibly need to be dealt with on um, within the next month, within the next year, et cetera. So what you're saying is this is about really coming back to your center, your heart, getting in your body, and then learning how to use that connection to even connect beyond, mm-hmm. like in um, in a way that brings you closer to this baby that wants to come in, that's there waiting, that that is fueling the yearning, right, that you have. So what is the, like, I guess the baby's there, right? We've got these spirit babies around us and the desire within the future mother, the mother-to-be is there. How does connecting help? Connecting helps form a bond, a really strong bond, even before pregnancy occurs. And that's what I started doing. I started connecting with Luna, my first girl, six or seven months before I even knew how I was going to get pregnant. At that point, I was like, maybe I'll get pregnant naturally. Maybe I'll have IVF. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get pregnant. I released the how in getting pregnant at that point. You know, I was like, look, we already tried the IVF and it didn't work. Maybe I'm going to adopt. Maybe I'm going to do this. I didn't know. And so I released all the hows about how I was going to get pregnant, which just took so much stress off of me. Um, And then I forgot what you asked now. (laughs) Why? How does connecting? Yeah, that was beautiful, though. I want to emphasize that. Release the how. Yeah. Release the how. (laughs) Go on. Because we're not in control. In, in, In the ultimate scheme of things, we're not in control. And that's very hard for a lot of people, especially like type A women to think about like they're going to happen. It's going to happen this way. And I'm having my baby in summertime when school's mm-hmm. out and all this stuff, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, all these different <laughs> things that kind of will trip you up. Forming this bond, this connection really lets this child know like, yes, I want you. Yes, we're ready. Yes. Like you want me, I want you. It is forming this incredible bond because we know that I would say most women are not connecting with their baby before pregnancy. Mm-hmm. My mom was not like, oh, let me, you know, my mom just happened to get pregnant, right? Um, so most women are not doing that, but things have changed. We're more spiritual yeah. now, you know, yes. things are very fluid now. It's not as religious as it used to be. Things are, the times are changing and things are changing. Things are more about energy and manifestation. If you just look, I mean, it's really around, it's really around us more. And so I think it's such a beautiful way to just really strengthen the bond through the communication and letting them know, yes, it's safe to come. Yes, Mm. I'm ready for you. Because a big part about having a baby and getting pregnant is creating the space for them and letting them know like, yes, everything is good. Everything is ready. We're ready for you, you know? 
And I, I think it's just, it's just a beautiful bond to form beforehand. Um, and then during pregnancy too. Um, but it strengthens it. And I think it gives that baby or babies even a little bit more like, okay, hey, she's ready. You know, right. I yeah. want that one. <laughs> I want that mommy. Um, so I think that that's, you know, it's, it's a very special bond. But strengthening and creating space for a child to come in just gives it all the more ease to actually show up in your life. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. So safety, it sounds like was coming up in what you were saying too, a sense of spaciousness, openness, and ease. Mm -hmm. And again, those words are things that I think everyone, you know, on this journey is craving and also feeling like is somewhat out of reach, not somewhat is out of reach, right? Until you start doing the types of practices that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. getting connected to your feelings, checking out the YouTube video that Nancy talked about that we'll put in the, in the show notes, you can find a link there and starting to practice some of this mind body connection, because that's where so much of the power and the strength in this journey lies. It's not in the hyper control. It's not in the overthinking that works in the workplace a lot of the time, right? It works in certain areas of our lives. It's how we were raised to quote unquote succeed, but it is antithetical in a lot of senses to the fertility journey and it can get in your way. So I'm so grateful that you're here really, you know, showing us a different way. Yeah. I want to say something about that. Yes, please go ahead. Yes. You know, when we're going through IVF, when we're going through multiple losses or failures at cycles or another month of a negative test or, you know, whatever it is, what we do is we leave our body because we Mm. do not want to feel pain. We do not want to feel trauma. We do not want to connect with our heart where we're feeling loss and grief and sadness. So we get out of our body and we're all head. We're all like, well, what should I do next? And what is this? And let me not think about it. And let me not look at a baby and let me not go to the baby shower. And you just kind of, you cut everything off. You cut your heart off Mm. from all of that. You cut your heart off. You cut that uterus, the sacral area off. And you just leave your body because of the grief and the trauma. And which is understandable to, to, to have those things. But it is so important to feel to be able to go through the shitty parts to really feel like my miscarriage, you know, my thing was like, okay, time to move on. Let's just move on to the next thing. In six weeks, I got to be ready for that. And I myself the time to actually be in my body and grieve and cry and feel like shit because I just didn't want to do it. And I just kept thinking about the next thing, but you need to feel in order to heal. Yes. Heal. Right. Yes. Yes. Huge thing. And then coming back to the body is where you actually start to then feel the subtleties of energy and spirit. Mm. That's what you want. You cannot feel the shift, the delicate shift in energy when your baby is near you or they're talking to you or they're sending you a sign. You can't do that when you're out here in your head. You need to be in your heart. And so it's a big process, you know, of, of all these different things working together 
mm-hmm. in order to bring that baby in and manifest that, you know what I mean? And form that connection and to foster it. That's so beautifully said. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you just said, I'm like, oh, so right on. You know, it's so right on. And it makes me want to bring in the next topic too, which is energy healing. Because I know that that's also a big part of what you do and how you approach fertility. So tell me about that and how maybe how that connects to what we're talking about. Energy healing is so important. So I've always done energy healing together with a spirit baby reading. It's like a two, I always tell my people, it's like a two way street. You're receiving energy healing. I'm getting the messages and sharing all that. But energy healing is an incredible way for someone or for me to find out more about what is going on in someone's body. Do they have this energetic cage around their heart, this brick wall around their heart where they don't want to let anything in? You know, is the body feeling not safe? A lot of times I feel like in the root chakra, you know, I'll say, well, what's going on? Why? I feel like you have this kind of issue with where you live right now, you know, or where you're, where you are. And when she'll tell me, she'll go, well, you know what? We really don't have any space for a baby here. And I'm really been worried about thinking about moving and we need to find another place or we're in the city and I'm not, I don't feel safe bringing up a baby here where we're living. We need to move somewhere else. And so there's many layers of things that you may not even be thinking about, right? That come up energetic wise that are closing the body off to kind of bring that in, or at least with your mindset as well. Yeah. There's yeah. all these subconscious things, um, you know, issues with your own parents, with your mom. People say, you know, my mom was narcissistic. My mom was toxic. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be like that, right. you know, to my child. Right. But there's this fear. And so breaking away all these little, these little things or at least becoming aware of them, you know, so people don't tell me this. I know this during the energy healing and then I kind of bring it up. I'm like, oh, what about, you know, that? And they're like, oh yeah. Um, Different things like that. Um, I've had women say like, well, I have my sister's wedding in June, so I don't want to be pregnant now. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be pregnant while I have to go to the wedding and be in the dress. And I'm like, you need to release, release those type of things. You need to be open. You really need to be open. So you tell your baby, yes, it's good. Like the time is good. Instead of putting up these kind of like little tiny roadblocks, I think sometimes that come along. So they may not even be thinking about this, but then when I mention it, they're like, okay. And the energy healing helps to release that stagnant energy to help the client understand, okay, what are these little things that I could start to shift my mindset around? What can I start to do? Um, you know, in order to welcome my baby in, um, I even had somebody that was living my, one of my good friends now in Australia, she was in a really small place and she mm-hmm. was like, I really, Nancy, I don't really feel like there's a, there's time or there's place for a baby here. And I was like, you can make space. And she put a little tiny bassinet like in the hallway and got a little doll and that's creating space for that baby yes. saying, you know what we have, we have space for you here. And she has two little girls now. Um, wow. So I know that was a lot. And I know that kind of went off in a few tangents, but no, I think it's, it's just ahead. really, it's really profound in 
unearthing the things that may be blocking you, that you need to think about, work on, heal, even just recognize and accept. Um, and so that's what my energy healing does. Everyone's energy healing is very different. Mine's a psychic energy healing. So I tend to dip back into people's timelines, like, well, what happened when you were five or what happened when you were 17 or what's happening now? You know, mm -hmm. why do you not feel safe? What's going on with money? Um, and all those things will start to kind of come out. So that's part of what I do. <laughs> that's you know? huge. I mean, like what you're bringing up is so important because I think everybody listening to this has something going on that might be like you said, like a deeply rooted fear that's subconscious. So the example of the woman who's clearly wants to become pregnant because she's meeting with you, right? She's receiving some sort of support for becoming pregnant and yet really doesn't want to get pregnant before the wedding, you know? And it reminds me, and I'll be somewhat candid here, when I was struggling to have my daughter, um, who I I had a lot of failed IVF and a lot of, um, and a miscarriage and then eventually conceived naturally and at 40. And the way that I did it, ah, I know, right? The way that I did it really was in doing a lot of the things that we're talking about. And I met with a woman who did energy healing. And I remember one of the things that came out, and this is so kind of embarrassing, but I'm going to share it with you guys anyway, is I was super self-conscious that my boobs were going to get really big. And it was like, and I, it's like, just sounds so strange now looking back at it, but I was really afraid of it. Like I was like already kind of self-conscious about my body in certain ways. And I felt like if I get pregnant, what am I going to do? You know? And there was a lot of other stuff like deeper internal traumas and things, you know, that I needed to work out, but even just keeping it kind of light in this conversation, it was something that, you know, we just worked on it. And she said, you'll get a more supportive bra. <laughs> <laughs> oh. like, okay, I will. And, but just unearthing it, right? Something as simple as that. Like there's a lot of childhood experiences as we know, and, and we don't, we're not going to even have time to get into all that today, but you know, there are like emotional memories within our bodies that can be barriers to conception. And that is something that is very valuable to look at. And there's some stuff that's a lot more basic too, right? So there's a lot there that you're talking about unearthing with the energy yeah. healing sessions. And it's just, it's not something that IVF is necessarily going to fix. Yeah. Right. And I, I'm a big fan of modern West, you know, medicine you are, I mean, look at the miracles that it creates, right. That mm -hmm. it makes possible for us. But what we're really talking about is going hand in hand is remembering the yin and the yang, right. We want to do the proactive action oriented, yeah. rational, logical stuff and the feminine intuitive, mm -hmm. energetic mm -hmm. healing stuff. So as we wrap up, I wanted to ask you one, if you could share with us a story of a client, like a client success story that comes to mind that might inspire some of our listeners. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think now. <laughs> I should have given you warning on that, but I'm sure. <laughs> well, I have, you know, when I was talking about Natalie, um, yes. she had been trying 
naturally um, to conceive and it just wasn't working. Um, she started doing my meditations. She started connecting. She started working with the energy. She started creating space for that baby, which was a, a huge thing. Like I said, she got a little tiny bassinet and a little tiny doll and a, a onesie. And she put it there and she was like, we're ready for you. And then she got the download that she did need IVF. Huh. And she was able to then have her two children after struggling for like five or six years. She was like, you know what? I think I need to shift my mind around this. So wow. I think it goes both ways where yes. you know, people like, well, you really don't want IVF. But for her, it was like this shift, like I need to do this. And she says, Nancy, I would have never had my girls if I didn't yeah. do this IVF and have, and have these girls because she yes. just kept, she was stuck in this kept trying and trying, trying and, and wouldn't open herself to another world of things. Yeah. The opposite way too, you could be trying IVF and IVF and then finally just be like, you know what? I need to take a break from that. I need to, right. I need to shift, but you have to get into your body to think about that. I have so many women that have had children and, but, and I'm like trying to think of the story. They're already like three and four years old, these babies. Yeah. Um, I have single moms that did the work and had their energy healing and they, you know, they had these beautiful adopted embryos they tried. Um, so I feel like there's so many stories right now. It's just slipping my mind to find something. That's uh, beautiful. Yeah. I wanted to, I'll tell another, just a quick story about somebody how, um, intuition. Okay. Let's talk about intuition. Yes, my please. Friend Robin, she's a lifelong friend of mine from junior high school. We reconnected as adults. She was in the bed getting ready for anesthesia before her egg retrieval. Okay. She did okay. two weeks of meds getting ready for the egg retrieval, I believe. And right before they put her under, she says, Nope, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do it. And she cancels it right there on the bed. Doesn't know why, right? I don't know how many months later it was. She had put an application to adopt from China. And her daughter, Ella, was born on that day that she canceled her surgery. Wow. Okay. I'm so tearing up. Like that's, that's just listening to the gut, the intuition where you're flowing with what you know is good for you. You know what I mean? And my clients have made these decisions for themselves. You know, I have, we have clients of adopted embryos or choosing an egg donor or trying naturally again. And then all of a sudden it, it working, you know what I mean? Because they yes. really just, they let go and they let flow. Like they just, yes. you know, and it's hard to do that. I told you yes. so hard to do that. Um, <laughs> I get it, especially like type a, and you just want it to go the way you want to go. And you, you can't accept certain things. I totally understand but there's such a great reward in doing all these things, you know, for yourself. And yeah, that's it. <laughs>
That is amazing. And you have so, I love the phrases that you use, like let go and let it flow, feel <laughs> in order to heal. Like you could start a bumper sticker business on the side. <laughs> <laughs> but, but really, I mean, again, I think you were bringing it back to that crux. There's a central point here that I think we keep going around and it really is a foundational principle of connecting with the body, connecting with the heart, getting out of the head and knowing that you know, logic <clears throat> and rationality are, are great, wonderful things, but they are not always going to be the answer. Like the, your friend's choice to not do the egg retrieval, that is not a rational choice, right? I mean, there's no, that's not a logical decision. That's a gut-based decision. And part of what's so empowering, I think, about embracing that intuition is standing in that truth and believing in it, despite the fact that the nurses and the doctors are like, what the hell are you doing here? You know, what, what are you, what are you crazy? Right. But knowing you're not knowing that you have a reason and honoring it. And again, I can imagine, you know, some of our listeners might be like, well, how do I know? How do I know when it's my gut versus my fear or when it's, you know, something to do or, or something to just push through, what have you. And I think that that really goes back to what you've been saying and what we say a lot on this show, which is practice. Yeah. It's a muscle. a muscle. It is yes. a muscle. Intuition, listening to the gut and following that natural state is all of all a muscle, just like communicating with your spirit baby. You may not mm. communicate. Maybe there's somebody that can communicate on the first day, but it may, you, may take you two weeks of doing a meditation to finally see them, to finally feel them. And then to finally start getting the signs and asking for signs, you know, send me a butterfly, send me this. Let me see your name. A lot of women have their names picked out already for babies. Show me your name somewhere. So we could do a whole other podcast about this. Wow. I love that. You know, starting to work with those really simple things where it's just this beautiful sign that starts to come, you know, maybe it takes a while to, to feel their energy or maybe hear them or see them, but maybe something like a sign is really something simple that can be started out with. Mm -hmm. it's a whole other podcast <laughs> all right well make sure you tune in to part two of my interview with the amazing nancy weiss because her radiance her wisdom her experience is so powerful and i'm just so grateful that you took the time to come on and talk with us today because i know that what you're saying is so true it's based on your experience, your observation of hundreds of women who you've helped. And please take a look in the show notes if you've been inspired by what you heard today and you want to reach out to Nancy. She's super authentic, super down to earth, approachable, and all the info is there. So just check those show notes and tune in for part two when we talk more about spirit babies and how you can connect with them. So Nancy, before we wrap up, is there anything else that you wanted to share with our listeners? Any final thoughts or have we covered it for today? I, 
I think, you know, just to keep your mind open to all the possibilities um, that things aren't just, you know, on the surface that we are so much deeper. There's so much energy around us. Um, our spirit world is right next to us and that it's totally possible to be able to connect and really just see a whole new aspect of your life in your baby's life and creating the family that you want to. Thank you. That's so beautiful. And with that, we're going to wrap up today's show. Thank you so much for listening, for tuning in today. If you made it to the end of this podcast, you are meant to be a mom. So believe in yourself, believe in that calling in your heart and keep taking one step forward on your journey because your baby will come home in your arms. See you next week.